Hey, what's up everybody? This is Ross from Planet X Filmworks channel on YouTube and the Zodiac Files True Crime series. Check it out and shout out to Greg and the Gray Stage channel. Their content is amazing. Interested in the paranormal? Murder mysteries. Cryptocurrency and thought-provoking interviews. Then check out Crypt Rick's I've Been Thinking on YouTube. Or every Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Studio A at Revolution Radio. Freedomslips.com Welcome to the Crypt. My name is Dan Hennen. Today is November 24th, 2018, and I'll be providing updates on the Crowley case. Crowley case updates. Tonight's episode will be called The Curious Case of Danny August Mason. Some interesting things have come to light here this last week, uh, documents that have been shared with the group, and I'm going to put this into a summary uh, format It'll be easier to digest for the viewers. Now, one of the main contentions early on with this case, along with David Crowley and the project called the Gray State, was whether or not there was a contract, whether or not there was a movie deal, whether or not there was a binding contract for this movie to move forward. And so we'll address some of that tonight. It appears that was a the answer to that question was really it's a gray uh, a gray area of what it really was but I'll go through that tonight in certain sequences here let's get started what we do have is that there was a proposal uh, there was a deal between gray state the gray state project and MEG which is Michael Entertainment and this talks about the deal with the motion picture rights concerning an option purchase agreement deal memo. And so what we have here is a document given to us in PDF format that was really made or agreed on July 25th of the year 2014. So we know David Crowley went to Hollywood, um, I believe once in May and once in June. And now we get to July uh, and there's a deal in place. I had a previous interview with Mike Boggio, uh, Mike Boggio III. He is the president of Michael Entertainment Group, um, or Meg as it's referred to here. He did say that they were under a deal. They did have a, uh, they were working toward this production of a feature film or even a web series with Gray State. So we know a deal was in place. So let's go through this contract here. He talks about the option. It talks about the various um, rights. And let's go to the second page. I'm not going to get into the details. You can certainly um, pause this video and uh, read it for yourself. But it talks about the various rights, the publishing rights, uh, various bonuses, 
consulting fees, travel, expenses, and so on. And then here's the final piece of it. Basically, the contract here is uh, between Meg, M-E-G, and David Crowley for Gray State. Now, this contract, just to clarify, this copy that we received was not signed. So we know that a contract was proposed, or a proposed, uh, a proposed deal here was, was on the books. The contention that we had was that we don't have any proof that anything was ever Signed, and this also leads us to believe uh, that still doesn't answer that question. Nothing here says anything was signed. This was just a file of the proposal. So we know David was working on a deal. Meg was working on a deal. Whether or not it was a signed contract or not is another deal. Now, since this contract, we also do have evidence that came to light from David Crowley in PDF format once again, showing the invoice from a law firm called Loman Abdul, Minneapolis-based law firm. And so we see an invoice here um, at the end of July, which also makes sense. July 31st was the bill. We see the previous deal was, let's go back to the date, July 25th is when they basically agreed on the deal. Now we get an invoice from the lawyers, David Crowley's lawyers working on the deal. And let's go to page two of the invoice. Line by line itemization, talking about the dates of work being done from July 9th, 10th, 12th, 15th, various number of hours and what was being done and by who. And page three of the invoice, dates showing here July 18th, all the way down to July 30th. Now, if you look at July 25th, there's three entries there towards the bottom, talking about revising and finalizing the draft between Gray State and Meg, the deal memorandum, teleconference, and the final draft. And so it's fair to say that they, uh, David had legal, a legal team, legal attorneys working on this deal. There was a deal, and legal team was involved. So sure enough, there was something in place. We don't know exactly what, but we've got evidence here to support that David Crowley was moving forward with some project. Now, the other piece of the puzzle, David had several companies he was working with and several companies in the state of Minnesota that he owned. And so one of them, he had to get the release documents of the other individuals that he was had uh, business relationships with. Um, this one here is a release agreement between David Crowley and Daniel and Danny August Mason. Now this is page one, basically just releasing his rights uh, this was a legal document in PDF format that requests Danny August Mason to relinquish his rights and release his you know, contractual obligations to the Gray State Project. And there's page one, and here is page two. And so we see that uh, 
the location here for the date and signature um, between David Crowley and Danny Mason. Now the effective date is quite interesting here, and it's a and it's and it's important. The date here, effective date towards the bottom, mentions August 1st, 2014. So his legal team writes up a release document as of August 1st to release Danny August Mason from any projects because we know on July 25th, David has an agreement of some sort moving forward with Meg. And in fact, Loman Abdu, Abdu uh, was performing the legal, legal work on that. second one here is a release and waiver form also and this relates to if you look at the bottom his business associate Mitch Heil Mitch Heil and Mitch was involved in Pothead Productions Grace Date LLC and in highlighted there is a company called the Bullet Exchange and so it looks like two release forms were sent out by David Crowley asking these two individuals to sign their paperwork signature, date, send it back, and they can turn it back to the lawyers and they would have their rights relinquished here. Now we know Mitch Heil relinquished his rights and sent it back. Uh, this copy does not show him his signature or date on this, but we know that they did finish this off sometime in the month of August, close the books, because um, there's the, uh, the evidence of the uh, garage sale David Crowley had, had at his Ramsdale Drive address in Apple Valley, selling off the excess equipment from the Bullet Exchange. So he had the garage sale and consolidated or closed out of that business and, and shut down the Bullet Exchange. And then by releasing the rights here for Mitch Heil on Hothead Productions and Grace Date, left only David Crowley to be in charge of Hothead Productions as the sole ownership of that and then it was David Crowley for Gray State and Danny August Mason uh, for Gray State LLC were the only two left. So Mitch Heil signed off. Um, he did it to save the friendship and um, shut the business down and to, to save the relationship. Uh, he'd known him from high school. So what we get next is a response from Danny August Mason back to David Crowley. Nothing happens in August. He, uh, the, the effective date was August 1st to send this back. Nothing happened uh, in August. Now we get to the end, toward the end of September. And there's a PDF file here that uh, Danny August Mason writes to David Crowley. A little small here, but I'll blow this up. First, Danny says, I understand the agreement refers to Gray State LLC. And he talks about the difference is uh, between Gray State, the Rise LLC. And he was not aware of this other uh, business. And he wanted to clarify that as far as getting an understanding of what this release form relates to. Now, the release form relates to Gray State LLC. Gray State, this is where some of the other confusion comes in here. And I know we've got a new, uh, a lot of members on the page and in the group. Is the Gray State the Rise was a separate entity, a separate organization, a company. They actually formed a company for the documentary. Gray State the Rise, the documentary. 
Graystate here, just referred to as Graystate LLC, or Limited Liability Corporation, was the feature film, the full-length fiction-based feature film that was supposed to be uh, made, produced, and shown on the, on the big screen, or perhaps in a, in a web series. This was the one that the contract is, is for, is Graystate only. And so the first bone of contention here between Danny August Mason is clarifying which company. The second paragraph, before I can sign any sort of release concerning Gray State, I request in exchange that you sign documentation allowing me, quote, complete access and control to Gray State, the Rise LLC. As you have stated many times before, this project is of no interest to you. I would like to continue to work on this project with Robert Hoyt and produce a finished product project for our fans. I request that you sign over ownership of the LLC and sign a similar waiver and release of claims that you are now requesting of me. So this is very interesting. This is almost a almost a demand um, or you could call this in legalese a counter offer from the first request that's being sent. A counter offer. Now he's also you know he's asking for the rise which is the documentary. David was working on toward the end. Now the very last paragraph says, I cannot sign the agreement as in for a handful of reasons, but most importantly because I have dedicated four years to Gray State. I have been intimately involved in the creating, casting, development, production, and marketing of the project to this point. I invested my time and energy, often at the expense of my job and financial security, with the understanding that eventually I would receive compensation. Though I have received nominal compensation, I believe that I am right, rightfully entitled to 10% of the gross revenue of whatever may be generated from Gray State moving forward. I would request that documentation be executed prior to me releasing any other claims or rights I have. And so this is back on that September 26th. Uh, response memo from Danny August Mason to David Crowley. So the first, uh, when we're talking numbers about this Gray State movie or feature film, it has come up before that uh, part of the plan was that it would potentially be a $30 million budget film. And so this is the value of everything in the project. This is the mother load, the Gray State project, the Gray State movie, the feature film has a value, an asset value of, of, of one could argue $30 million. And Danny August Mason is not going to sign this away too quickly, uh, knowing he's put in four years um, and has been very dedicated to this project. He's, he's, he's pointing it out here that I'd like to have at least 10% of, of whatever gets done with it. And so he's basically saying, I cannot sign the agreement. And so that was another question. We wondered if Danny August Mason ever signed it ever sent it over, ever forwarded it back to the attorneys, uh, or did he never sign the document? So I believe here that he never signed it. Uh, as it says, it clearly states here that I cannot sign the agreement. Now if we look at the timeline, there's an email correspondence back and forth between Danny August Mason and David Crowley. Going back to September 29th, and then a response on uh, I have it highlighted December 9th, and then the final correspondence on December 
16th of 2014. Remember the bodies, uh, according to police, they think the bodies were, uh, all three were found deceased on December 20, uh, were probably December 25th or 26th. The bodies were found by neighbors on January 17th of 2015. But now this is coming up to the, to the week before and they still haven't had this resolved. So I'm gonna go through each of these responses here in timeline format. And so the very first one was on, December, on September 29th, Danny August Mason wrote, uh, David, I apologize. I, apolo I apologize for not getting this to you this weekend. Was uh, busier than anticipated. Now this makes sense. His memo, his response memo, was dated December 26th, which was a Thursday. Danny Mason was obviously busy on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday he gets to sending this out um, in the form of an attachment his response. Now this is the end of September, so I think David was hoping all this would be wrapped up in uh, in August like it was with Mitch Heil. And now we get to the end of September. Still nothing. On December 9th, uh, David writes to Danny saying, in, in deference in deference to your hesitation to sign the Gray State Release document, I give you these verbal guarantees. You will have A, full producer credit on the film The Rise, an unpaid position. The un and that is The Rise. Once again, this is the documentary, um, which he wanted to move forward with anyway. And B, letter B, was guaranteed casting as lead role in Gray State series paid. So he's saying this not in legal, but basically giving his word a verbal guarantee is all that this is. And, uh, and Danny Crowley, Danny August Mason, I don't believe is going to be believing this because I think at this point he's already under the assumption that he's being threw, thrown under the bus or, uh, in, in a sense, double-crossed on this deal. And now we get into some very interesting chess chess moves that are being done here between these, these two individuals. So he's going to have him full producer credit on the rise, which is fine. And then, by the way, uh, we're going to move forward with this Gray State series. You can be cast as the lead role, which is a paid position. But he still says, I'd like to have this done. I'd like to have the release finished. You'll have every opportunity to, to continue to collaborate, he says, writing and producing episodes and retaining your cherished position as a co-creator of the original concept in the public eye. But I'll not be able to sign you on to any contracted roles until you have signed, until I have your signed release document. I would like to have it by December 16th, after which we would be free to discuss a future with Gray State that's more respectful to your talents as a paid professional. Now, this is a kind of a, this is the, the shot across the bow here, um, letting him know that he means business. He gives a deadline, a hard, a hard deadline of December 16th, and also says that if it's not back by then, the most you'll ever be as a paid professional or as an, in a role as an actor only. And so Danny August Mason puts four years of his time into this, uh, always has said he wanted to be the co-creator of the original concept, and but until he signs this, he's not going to be anything. So this is December 9th at 4.50 p.m. David sends this to Danny August Mason. Now, if we remember the date, December 9th, is very important to have a post on Facebook that David Crowley writes. Keep in mind now, this is the same date. And I believe this is another chess move in this um, high-stakes game 
of essentially life or death. David writes, can you believe it? The rise is almost done. I'm serious. She's coming out to be quite the looker. Can't wait to show you all, but I have to comb her hair for a few more weeks. Remember, this is the rise now. Nothing to do with Grey State, the project or the feature film or the web series. This is the rise, the documentary. Anyway, here's the important point. I'm quite serious about giving this film away. I have to I've come to abhor the AJ, which is Alex Jones, model of peddling DVDs as truth and cashing in on suckers. I have given this film years of my time, and I'm delighted for the opportunity to burn it down by giving it away. Hope you all share in the feeling. And so this is December 9th. Uh, because Danny August Mason has not released and, and signed the release document, the, the entire Grey State project the feature film with Meg or the web series, whatever it was, is on hold and it's on it's 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 essentially tabled. The entire project is tabled. There's nothing they can do. They're in a holding pattern until they get this release document. Danny August Mason is refusing to sign it, so there's nothing more David can do. Now David's spending his time because he can't do anything on the project by working on the final finishing touches of the documentary called The Rise. Now he knows on the on December 9th when he sends this this uh, message out on Facebook, and remember this is the Facebook post that gets deleted after the bodies are found. Um, in the month of February 2015, this post off David Crowley's personal Facebook wall is is uh, surprisingly deleted by by someone. And so he's 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 really threatening here to give it away. Now. The Rise is a business, uh, is a business, it's a documentary to be, the plan was to sell it, sell the documentary, TV, um, Netflix, cable, what have you. Now he's talking about giving it away, which means no one's going to make any money on it. And this was, uh, this was, I think, done the same time to, to looking for a response to see what would it take to, uh, for Danny August Mason, knowing he's serious serious about giving it away and giving him the deadline at the 16th. Now we move on to the 16th. Remember in the previous post, I'd like to have your release signed document here at the bottom in yellow. I would like to have it by December 16th. And so now we get to the 16th. No response, no signed document. And we get an email on December 16th from Danny Mason, knowing it's the deadline, a nice, friendly email saying, buddy, please give me a call about moving forward before I sign the release form. So now I've got evidence, once again, it still isn't signed, as he states it here, that it isn't signed. This is December 16th. So it gets to be very interesting here. Uh, we know that we never, nothing ever comes of it. This is the last communication, I believe, uh, between these two. And it leaves us all with an awkward feeling. Uh, David was going to release the rise for free at the end of the year. I think it was December 30th or 31st was the uh, self-imposed deadline to release it out there for free. And then that was going to be used as uh, promotional material gain garner interest and uh, and more fan interest for when this web series or, or movie comes out so he wanted to get it out there 
On Christmas, he wrote uh, The Rise, I think, five-day countdown to Christmas, and that was to get that um, uh, to get that out. So these guys are still having their email correspondence back and forth as late as the 16th of December. Now, when we go to the police investigation into this case, I pulled up some of the uh, I pulled up the interview with Dan, Daniel August Mason done with Officer Tommy Booth from the Apple Valley Police Department. And so highlighted here, he conducts his interview on the 19th of January. Keep in mind, this is two days after the bodies were found. Bodies were found on Saturday the 17th. The 18th uh, was the Sunday, and now here was Monday in January, Martin Luther King holiday. Um, the cleaners were in there um, cleaning the house professionally, and also various people were in that home when they found the bullet hole in the ceiling was also on January 19th with the uh, with four or five other individuals that were in the house before it was professionally cleaned and released to uh, to the family. And so we talk about Mr. Mason here doing his interview with Tommy Booth. Talks about he met him when he met David when they started doing the concept trailer. And um, talks about bullets change. And so this is the interview. Now I'm going to go to page, the next section. It talks in the first uh, paragraph there that they raised about $61,000 to help do the trailer. And so they made the trailer and pitched that. Remember, the movie was never made. The funding, uh, I mean, the, the movie was never produced. They were going to get the funding first and get the contract and then make the movie. Now, the second paragraph here in, in yellow, Mr. Mason said his involvement with Grace Dade and Crowley was strictly as an actor and as a friend, but had not been involved in any financing or was actually listed on any paperwork as a partner with Crowley and Heil. So what I believe this comment to be here is very deceptive. Um, one could call it a lie. One could call it actually the truth. But what I think it is actually is deceptive. Now we know from the paperwork and the offer and the counter offers going back and forth between this release agreement that Danny Crowley, I mean Danny August Mason was heavily involved in fact, sacrificing four years of his life to do this and had uh, ideas as being the mentioned as the co-creator with the casting, the uh, production, and the marketing of this entire pro project. Uh, and so he was actually on, in order for him to sign a release form, he had to be tied together, tied into this business in the first place. So the mere fact that he had to sign the release document shows that he was far more than just simply an actor in gray state. Now what Mr. Mason is telling the officer here is that he doesn't believe he's listed on, he's not listed on any paperwork as a partner with Crowley and Heil. Now Mitch Heil is listed on the bullet exchange with David Crowley and Danny August Mason is correct. He is not listed on any paperwork for the bullet exchange. He is listed on as Gray State LLC. So this is a deceptive line here to police saying I don't have any connections from a business standpoint to that project at all. I was nearly an actor. Well that's not true. That on its, on its face is a lie. Not involved with any financing. That also is true. He wasn't involved in any, in any financing. But he 
was listed very heavily involved in the Gray State. Uh, he goes on to say in the last uh, paragraph there that uh, they, uh, they were in attendance in August at Randy's birthday. And remember, Randy's birthday party, the documentary from Eric Nelson called A Gray State, mentions that there was some unease and it was an uncomfortable setting at Randy's birthday party in Apple Valley in August of 2014. Now that certainly would be the, be, be the case because of the release statements were sent out. David had a deal that he couldn't tell anyone about. So that's why I think it was quiet and it was awkward. He also had sent out release agreement paperwork with Mitch Heil and Danny August Mason. And Mason was at the party. How uncomfortable would that be? So yes, there was some um, uh, uncomfortable feelings there at that birthday party that no one really could let on. Uh, David had a deal that he didn't let on to anyone else even. Him and Comel were the only ones who knew there was a deal in place. Let's go to the next segment. Danny August Mason goes on to say in yellow highlight here, the last time Mr. Mason saw David Crowley was in September, but he could not remember the exact date in September. He goes on to say that he had come over to the Crowley's residence to talk to David concerning the movie and where the movie was heading. Then talked to David out in the driveway of the residence and stated that, quote, David had looked like he had lost a bunch of weight and was fragile. So there's two, two questions here that I have. We know that the release form was sent um, uh, sometime in August with an August effective date, or even um, the end of July with an August effective date. Danny August Mason was there in attendance at the August birthday party. But after that, it appears they were on emailing correspondence only. I don't see any evidence to support that Danny August Mason went and talked to him on the driveway. This already was heading down uh, the end of September, down an ugly path with this um, counteroffer being sent and the response back to Danny, uh, to David Crowley, wanting the rights, making the demands about the Rise documentary. Um, but feel free in the comments section of this video below uh, if, if there was proof or evidence that Danny August Mason actually went there and talked to him in the driveway. Now the other thing which I think is also being deceitful here from Danny Mason is that it says he, David looked like he lost a bunch of weight and was fragile. This I believe is the first insertion of a narrative where they're trying to make the police and the detectives and the investigators think that David Crowley became unhinged, was not himself, was isolating himself, going so far here to say that he lost a bunch of weight and was fragile. This I believe is an outright lie, but please leave your comments below. This is, I think, I think this is uh, planting the seed for the investigators to think, you know what, maybe, maybe David did do this. Now the next section here in the police interview, they talk about after the September meeting, which I don't believe ever took place. Mason states that he received an email on the 1st of October from the attorney. The email was asking Mason to release any rights he had, on and on, and he said he wanted to review it with his attorney before he signed anything. That, that, that very well could be true, 
I don't think that Danny August Mason had any intention of signing that, regardless if he had an attorney look at it or not. Now he says that on December 7th, he received an email directly from Crowley, stating that he decided to take it in a different path and he needed to sign a release form. And attached was that release form from October 1st. He said he needs his attorney to look it over. And quote, in yellow, December 7th was the last contact Mr. Mason had with David Crowley or anyone in his family. Now we know that's not true. The last contact was December 16th of 2014 from Danny Mason to David Crowley. The December 7th last contact is outright lie. Now the very last paragraph here gets into more of the cunning, more of the psychological um, deceit here from Danny August Mason. During the interview with police, Mr. Mason then asks the officer, Tommy Booth, asked me if I had talked to Mitch Heil yet concerning David Crowley. So now he's steering the conversation. He basically is, he's basically done with uh, talking about himself and then quickly steers the conversation to the other business partner named Mitch Heil. I advised him that I had not. And Mr. Mason was kind enough to give me his phone number so that he can contact him. He says he believed that they dissolved their partnership and, and uh, ended on good terms. That's true. And that happened in September, October of 2014. That also is true. I think that was either, either August or even September. It certainly wasn't October. They had the uh, garage sale already in September. So that is, for the most part, true. But watch how Danny Mason is steering the conversation with the investigator onto other topics. Here he goes out of his way to focus the attention on Mitch Heil and essentially wrap up the interview. Uh, Mr. Mason then goes on to describe Crowley as a very loving man towards his family. Um, he was in the military. He didn't know what belief system he had and goes out of his way to leave the door open for any further contacts by telling him he could contact him with any further questions. What a nice guy. Now the interesting thing is here, we have Mr. Mason's interview recorded on the digital recorder and downloaded to the secure server at the Apple Valley Police Department. That would be something interesting um, to get the FOIA request for that interview, um, whether it's for this case or, or uh, on the Crowley investigation case, or later if, if uh, police were to uh, pursue charges of, of lying here to investigators. Uh, that certainly is recorded and saved on the server as there's various, various lies here by Danny August Mason directly to investigators. That's the update for today. It's the Crowley case updates, November 24th of, the, of 2018. The curious case of Danny August Mason. Please leave your comments below. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Sophia from the Gray Stage Podcast. I'd like for all of you to know that the Justice for David Crowley and Family group is located on Facebook. In this group, we highly encourage our members to read all the documents that we have gathered for this case. 
You can find those documents up in the group files or on Greg Fernandez Jr.'s website titled thegraystagewordpress.com. Together we can work to find justice for David, Kamel, and little Ronnie. Merry Christmas.